welcome into the program the voice of the Texas Longhorns, uh, Craig Way. Craig, you uh, you knock out one uh, basketball game. You got another to go here this evening, and then a football game on Friday morning. Other than that, you got nothing to do. Hey, it's the holiday season, right? You know, <laughs> exactly. uh, so it's, yeah, it's good to get the first one done. And you know, with all of the postponements and cancellations going on, it's it's really good uh, to be able to to see uh, intercollegiate athletics continue. Whatever the sport, the Texas women were pretty thorough in their win over SMU, and tonight, Shock and Smart's the uh, Shock and Smart's men's team uh, will take the floor against UT Rio Grande Valley. Uh, but with all the postponements and cancellations of games and uh, various sports at uh, different levels, you know, high school, college, and pro, it's good to see uh, a game get played <laughs> these days. And uh, the Texas women were pretty good today in, uh, in uh, rewarding head coach Vic Schaefer, the brand-new head coach with a win in his first game as uh, Texas women's head coach. On the football front, uh, I think we're hearing now that the uh, Oklahoma game is, has been uh, – has been delayed until December the 12th, so they will not play on Saturday against West Virginia. That's that magic date, that magic makeup yep. date. Uh, Baylor knows it, Texas knows it, now Oklahoma uh, knows it as well because the Baylor-Oklahoma State game is the first one to get pushed to that day of December 12th. And then, of course, the Longhorns game with Kansas, which was to have been last weekend postponed to December 12th, and now the West Virginia-Oklahoma game uh, as well. So you're right, uh, at least there was that fallback day for the uh, – for the you know, Big 12 football teams to be able to fall back on, you know, it, it removes any additional wiggle room. So they got to get the, the games in on that day, but at least they do have that day to fall back on one week before the conference championship game. All right. Uh, tell, tell us, uh, tell us what Tom Herman and, and the horns are thinking. I, this absolutely is a, is a must win for Texas. If they want to get to the, uh, to the title game. Yeah, they got to win out. Uh, no, no doubt about it, uh, Tom, they have to do that. And this may be the most difficult of them, even though it is a home game and a senior day for Texas, Iowa State comes in hot. Uh, they blew out Kansas State last week. Matt Campbell's done a great job in his five seasons as head coach at Iowa State, and they're in position to win here. and And they're home free. They're headed for the Big 12 championship. They've never been in that championship game before, so they're pretty excited about having the opportunity. and And it's been pointed out that they came in here two years ago in the much the same circumstances and Texas kind of dominated the line of scrimmage and won the game 24 to 10, but this is an older, wiser uh, Iowa state team. And they've got one of the best running backs in the country at Brees Hall, who already has over 1100 rushing yards this year. And the longer is going to have to control the ground game and the line of scrimmage in order to have a shot to win this. Craig talking about their running game. Talk about Keontae Ingram and how, how is he coming along with, I, I believe he's a high ankle sprain. Is he, is he going to get some playing time, or are they pointing him to a certain date? Stretch, they've got him listed as questionable. He's been able to work a little bit, but I don't know how much they feel that they can get from him. Uh, certainly, Bijan Robinson, uh, the freshman running back, has, has, has been pretty well of late, been pretty good of late, and I think he'll get the start again. And I think we'll also see Roshan Johnson out there the sophomore, he's his shoulder has healed up a bit. So I think we'll see him out there. It'll probably be game time decision on Keontae, how it's going with that high ankle sprain. But at least he was upgraded to questionable. Had they played the game last week at Kansas, there's no way he would have seen action. But Tom Herman and the staff say he's, he's doing a better job. And they expect to get the tight end Jared Wiley back, who's been banged up, and Joshua Moore. Uh, so that at least he'll be a little bit healthier going into this one. And I, I know this is a, a treading on really thin ice for you, and I don't, I, I don't want to put you in that position. However, I, I, I do want to ask, is the staff and, and Tom Herman, are they feeling the pressure 
and are they hearing the outside noise of of, of really what's going on with uh, you, you know when you combine losing recruits, you combine the Brockermeyer boys whose mom and dad went to Texas, really never even considered coming to Texas. The the it feels like the noise is really loud. Uh, about the possibility of his Tom Herman's security there is that something that do you think is going to bother this football team or do you think they that they're mature enough to kind of drown that noise out and go get this win well I think there's a couple of things in mind here stretch first of all uh to, to if you're asking if they're if if they hear it or whatever I don't know how much they hear but I do know that they're aware of the outside things the news conference not this week but last week Tom Herman referenced some of the other, he was asked in the news conference about uh, his job security thing, and he said he had no worries about that. He had uh, uh, complete support of, of the athletic director, Chris Del Conte, that he was that there aren't any communication issues that folks had questioned about or wondered about. He said the team was aligned as one, and that's everything that his players have said as well that they are united and that they're fine and that they're going forward. And of course, you know they they haven't lost a game in uh you know six weeks so they, they've been on a little bit of a roll even though they've had this postponement of of sorts so you know that'll that'll get the noise i think to die down a little bit if they're if they're winning this would be big clearly this would be big beating a really good team uh, 15th in the country and it would put them you might say uh on the faster track to try to reach the big 12 championship game so i think they're aware of those things, uh, but the players say they're all united as one, and, and the coaching staff says it as well, and we'll see how it uh, manifests itself on uh, Friday. Craig, has has there been any conversation about Sam Elliger's future beyond this football season? Well, he was asked about it yesterday, Tom, in, in, a, uh, in, in a media availability, and he was, I don't know if noncommittal is, is, gives it uh, the right amount of do because it might to say that he was non-committal uh, might not make sense. I mean, after all, he's on the list, has an invite, has accepted an invite to take part in the Senior Bowl, and if he does, obviously, and he's going through all of that, then that means that he's probably ready to take the next step. But then, when asked about it pointedly, he said he has not made a decision on it, he has not made a final decision, but yet he will go through the Senior Day. Uh, you know, uh, honoring and, and festivities here on Friday morning. And it, it, it's a reasonable expectation that he's about to play his final uh, home game as a Texas Longhorn. I'll tell you this too, Tom. If the Longhorns continue this run and are able to win the final three games and reach the Big 12 Conference Championship game, I think he would definitely, at that point, be moving on. Maybe there's a slight crack in the, in the doorway uh, left open for him. But I think, by and large, everybody – is expecting Sam to be playing his final home game this Friday. 350 talking with uh, Craig Way, the voice of the Texas Longhorns. And on the flip side, uh, Brock Purdy, the uh, Iowa State quarterback, really playing well the last few weeks. Well, he's had to the last couple of weeks because he'd had a sluggish start, you know, when they when they had the loss uh, to open the season against Louisiana and then the one at Oklahoma State. Uh, so he has been. He has been sharp uh, the last two ball games for the Cyclones. And, of course, their number one weapon has been Brees Hall. He has just been tremendous. The thing that's impressed the Texas uh, defensive staff and talking to Chris Ash, the defensive coordinator, is that deal. And, Stretch, I know you look for this as well, guys. Talk about guys who can stick their foot in the ground and make you think they're going to follow one specific block a certain way, and then all of a sudden they'll get a defender to commit, and then they'll scoot back through another area. Tom Herman said, 
said, uh, you know, uh, it, you wind up yelling at a player for, for not being in the right gap. Turns out he was in there all along, but it was just a great move made by the running back. So he, I think, is one thing. And then the other unique thing about this and getting ready for this team is uh, they'll go with, and you, you hardly ever hear people talk about this, but they use 13 personnel, three tight ends, and they're all really good, and they can flex out as receivers. Charlie Kohler is the number one uh, weapon out of that group, but they have three guys who can flex out and play as receivers and not just jam up in the traditional, you know, two tight end or three tight end goal line look. That's where they can really make you hurt. And uh, and then if you you know uh, devote too much attention to that, then Hall can hurt you with a, with the running game, and even uh, Purdy can do it not only with his arm but with his legs. And I think that's what makes it unique. Is uh, the one thing that the Texas coaching staff said it's almost like trying to prepare for for option football, slot T or wishbone or something like that, because it's not a look you see week in, week out. And that's going to be one of the supreme challenges for the Texas defense. Well, and I think that's what I was – that was going to be my next question too, Craig, is is how, are, you know, you have to substitute a certain way when you see three tight ends. You have to – you know, and, and if you don't substitute the right way, it's almost like you can never be right with what they can do athletically. So is that something that uh, Coach Ash has talked about a lot and they have focused on a lot this week is the possibility of knowing, well, we got to substitute the right way when we see three tight ends in the game? I think that's a big part of it, Stretch, and I'll tell you something else, too. They're going to have to trust their corners to be able to make the plays uh, when they're on the island with the wide receivers. If Tariq Milton, uh, Iowa State's best outside receiver, who did not play last week, if he's unable to go, that removes one threat. But again, the tight ends can even flex out as wideouts and hurt you there. That's one thing. The Texas linebackers have played very well of late. Uh, Juwan Mitchell and DeMarvian Overshun. They're going to have huge responsibilities in trying to defend the tight end. I think that's that's important. And then uh, the defensive line has got to be able to help plug up the, the running game as well. They did an excellent job against Chuba Hubbard and limited him in that game when Texas won at Oklahoma State in overtime. They kind of made the, the commitment to not get beat by the running game. Well, they got burned some on the outside by Oklahoma State receivers. Iowa State's wideouts aren't quite that talented, but that's where the tight ends can hurt you. So they're going to have to be buttoned up there as well as continue the commitment to limiting the run. Hey, Craig, we know you're busy. We appreciate the time. Look forward to the uh, broadcast on Friday. And, again, that's going to be over on uh, Fox Sports Central Texas, 10 a.m. for the pregame and, and the uh, 11 o'clock kick against Iowa State. And we, uh, we appreciate the time today. Fellas, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll look forward to seeing you. Talk to you soon. Craig Way, the voice of the Texas Longhorns.